welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And today, what I have for you is another episode of You're the Problem. And if you remember, which most of you, uh, it seems to be there's a pretty uh, you know small gathering, but good gathering of people who return and return to this particular episode. It's an empathy training opportunity. We're going to take a look at something that's culturally going on in the world, uh, and we are going to infuse empathy into the conversation. And it's a way of assessing ourselves and those around us in a way that is much healthier than other ways that we could. So without further ado, I have, uh, for those of you watching on Rumble or YouTube, you are going to get to see this. Those of you who are just listening, that's fine. You'll be able to hear this. It's not going to be quite as good because there are some mannerisms that I will be commenting on. You're not going to be able to see those if you're just listening, but that's okay. You probably can hear it in the tone, volume, and cadence. So, Hang tight. We are going to get this thing rolling. I'm going to play this video. It's going to, there's two things I'm actually trying to accomplish here. One is the empathy piece, but the other is the topic. The topic actually intrigued me as well. And so I, I definitely want, uh, I want you to pay attention to the topic just for those of you who won't be able to see this. Uh, the, the topic is, uh, is brought, this is a, a, something that Crowder, uh, Stephen Crowder was doing. And the topic was male privilege is a myth. Uh, I, you know, I, I gotta tell you, it, it created this interesting, uh, bit of information here. And I picked this particular segment because it actually turned away from the male privilege is a myth thing. And it turned into victimization of women. And, I really want to emphasize what's going on with this, for those of you watching, the gentleman in the white t-shirt that he is speaking to. Not only that, uh, but there's, there's a fair amount of insensitivity on Crowder's part when he is speaking to this kid, uh, because it's pretty obvious for me as a clinical professional to see what's really going on for this guy. And, uh, it definitely is much less to do with the, the, the male privilege is a myth conversation. So take a look at this and then we will reconvene. To have fewer, few, let me, let me boil it down in a way that maybe might be reductive. I would like to read far more headlines. Okay. That say rapist shot dead in a ditch by a woman with a 38 special than woman raped on campus because of some concealed carry law. Okay. Well, okay. So I don't, I don't like want female victims. Headlines that have nothing to do with rapists. You know? I would exactly. You know why do? Why, but how do you stop why it? Why do you have to carry rape a is gun illegal. to kill a male f-ing rapist when that male could just not rape in the first place? I know. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wouldn't it, it would be, be fucking great? Yeah. You know why? Wouldn't it be great so... if men didn't rape? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you arguing with? You're Don Quixote fighting windmills, man. That, we all that, agree, rape why, is bad. Yeah, you think how, I'm here saying how rape can is they good? Get away with it. They don't get away they don't with get it. They get away with it? No. They get away with it on this motherfucking campus. Really? Yes, they fucking do. Okay. My give, me, give, my friend, give me names. Ray. We stopped it's it within the first right, two weeks. Right there. 
Oh my goodness. I'm having some technical difficulties. So the, uh, the, the reason we stopped it right there is because that was far enough for us to have our conversation. Now you can see, even though this was a, the male privilege conversation originally, that portion had zero to do with male privilege. And it had a ton to do this kid. Uh, unfortunately, I can, I, you know, I, I, I ended up paying more attention watching more of that video. You are welcome to go do that. But this kid clearly had an event that impacted his life. An event where a woman, maybe a, a former student that he knew or a mom or a sister was raped. It is clear as day that this is a trauma response. Now, you're going, well, he didn't get raped. How does he have trauma? Well, there's a thing called secondary trauma. And secondary trauma is, is, is a real thing. When somebody we love is victimized, that's different than the victim mentality. You can go back and listen to other podcasts that I have done on the victim mentality. That is a different thing. That is a weakness. That is us attributing ourselves to being weak. Uh, and, and therefore, we, we assume that we will be the victim. That's not the same thing. This kid had been exposed to somebody who was truly traumatized. And they, uh, he, in this particular situation, adopted that trauma as though it's his own. Now, we do that as a form of connecting with people that we love and care about. Unfortunately, it is an unhealthy version of connection. Now, am I justifying that somebody was raped? Never. For those of you who know me, I would not do that. What I'm simply trying to explain is that if we are going to empathize with this young man, we have to start by seeing it for what it is, reality. And reality, and by the way, there was a woman in the background who, who was siding with this kid. Okay. Now, reality is he is not talking about male privilege. He is talking about a friend of his or somebody that he loved and cared for that was raped, maybe more than one. And he was carrying the torch for them. Now, that's really important because we need to empathize with all people involved. First, let's start with that kid. Because to me, you know, he's clearly got the trauma going on. And that woman in the background had some trauma going on. This young man, if we're going to empathize with him, we have to see that trauma and change our tone to say, what happened to her was terrible, awful. She was the victim. She was not the victim of a male, not the victim of a white male or a black male or a brown male or a tall male or a short male, but a male, a man. She was the victim of some man who raped her. That doesn't mean all men are evil. That doesn't mean all men have privilege. 
We can't just generalize those things. So we hear him out. We empathize with him and we say, hey, look, this is a terrible thing. It's a, it's an absolutely terrible thing, which Steven Crowder kind of did, but he went into this sarcastic Don Quixote, you know, swinging at windmills. Like, yeah, that is insensitive to the plight that this kid was dealing with this, this unfortunate situation. And unfortunately, what happens is when we handle it like that, we, if, if, if I were to handle it like that, because I am a man also, if I handled it like that, I actually increase the chances that he is going to hate other men. When the truth is, there are dangerous people out there. There are dangerous men. There are dangerous women. There are dangerous, uh, you know, you, you fill in the, the descriptor that you want. There are dangerous people. Now, we are very lucky that it is a small percentage. I hope it stays that way for good, at least here in the United States. I prefer it be all over the world. Let's get closer and closer to that no violence sort of uh, uh, idea would be fantastic. But in this particular situation, if I'm empathizing with that kid in the white t-shirt, I have to also acknowledge that he is generalizing a specific situation into a bigger, broader conversation, which is why he was triggered by male privilege is a myth because he's mad at men. He's got an emotional response to bravado. That's a problem. And if you can't see that, well, then you might be the problem. Okay, so let's go. Let's jump over to Crowder. Steven Crowder, he sets up this sign. He, he talks to a bunch of people. What he's trying to do, well, we know the, the vast majority of what he's trying to do is spark heated conversation because it makes for good video, right? You know, they, I, I haven't done that a whole lot on my podcast because I, I'm about healthy perspectives, right? That's what it says right behind me. I'm about healthy perspectives. So do we have to always go to a heated conversation to create a healthy perspective? No, not always. We could, we could be calm. We could be professional. We could be gentle and loving and caring and have healthy perspectives put into the conversation. We could talk about really difficult things in really reasonable ways. That's a possibility. It doesn't make for great TV sometimes, which is par probably part of the reason why some people think that my podcast is boring at times. Because it's not flashy. You don't see that huge spark of, of like emotion. But if you're paying attention, the emotion is here. The care, the love is here. And I say that because I want to empathize with Steven Crowder. And I want to start with, he's putting on a little bit of a show. That's true. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious because he's really um, 
what's the word? Maybe a little bit, uh, well, maybe a lot bit flamboyant. Uh, he's overly expressive at times in ways that are not necessarily beneficial other than to stir things up. And he does that in this particular section of the video that I showed. But his point is not necessarily wrong. His point is, take a look at what we are calling male privilege. And when it went down the path of victimizing females, he did see that transition. And he did a good job of acknowledging that. He just added a lot of flamboyance, uh, uh, over-dramatization as a way of putting the other kid, literally he's a kid on a college campus, into a situation where he most likely felt very um, spotlighted and not necessarily in a good way. Right. So when he does something like that, when Steven Crowder does something like that, unfortunately, that can lead to people uh, sort of dismissing his perspective because it's hurtful. Okay. Let's empathize with the crowd. The crowd thought that the flamboyance was funny. Y'all heard that part where they laughed when Steven Crowder was like looking to the left, looking to the right, you know, like uh, super animated. They all like not all, but the vast majority of them laughed at that part. Why? That's why Steven Crowder does this stuff. If I'm empathizing with them, you know, to see humor. Great. I appreciate it. But to infuse humor at the wrong place, that crowd. No offense to the crowd. I don't know a single kid that was sitting there or standing there actually in the, you know, the, in that parkway or whatever was going on there. What that does, one, it reinforces Steven Crowder, but two, y'all got suckered. And if you can't see that, you're part of the problem. You got suckered into humor. At the expense of somebody who was having a trauma response. Now, it's not his trauma response, which is what people will say. But let's go to that crowd and say, if you all are looking at this kid saying, yeah, but you weren't the one who was raped. You're missing the point. The point of secondary trauma. And that makes you part of the problem okay then there was this align alignment between this kid in the white t-shirt and this one woman who stepped toward him was closer to him and was like yeah people on this campus get raped and this is a big deal because that is uh, that alignment creates a uh, a safety for the kid in the white t-shirt but it creates a a risk for her because she is now making herself outspoken was she was she seeing something that the rest were not yes she was 
And in this particular case, from a clinical lens, I would say she is attempting to align to protect. That's that whole like, you know, motherly and fatherly instinct to protect, to create safety. And I got to be honest, I really appreciate it. Now, I wish that it had been handled better than this was. But at the end of the day, what it does for us, for you and me in here, was it created some really good opportunity for you and me to explore empathizing with some different people in this scenario. Some did a really great job. Some not as great. That's okay. That's part of the process. My only hope here is that you, you sitting there or listening or watching or whatever it is you're doing, you benefit from learning how to see these things more accurately. And accurately, accuracy, sorry, accuracy is very important, especially when somebody is experiencing something like a trauma response. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, please, please take a moment and you know, do, go to the subscribe button and hit it. Go to the follow button and hit it. All right. Look at me on different platforms and follow them all. Find me on Rumble and follow it and subscribe. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe. This is really important. I, I really want to keep this going. Um, and it's, it's super important to me, but I, I got to have some followers to make it worthwhile. Uh, it, I still think it's worthwhile. I'll, I'm probably just going to keep doing it no matter what. Um, but you can help me in that process because it's really important, uh, at some point to be able to look at my wife and say, I'm not just wasting a bunch of time. All right. So I appreciate you. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information. 